Paul and Angie Lingzo, founders of the Lingzo Fitness Academy, bring you the missing piece. Mission, mindset, and mechanics for your complete transformation. As creators of the Anti-Diet Mindset Reprogram, Paul and Angie have all the missing pieces you need to make the leap to your best life. Welcome to The Missing Piece. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Missing Piece. We're excited to be here today. Before we get into the topic, just want to say, hey, come hang out with us outside the podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Lingzo Fitness Academy, also Instagram, same deal, Lingzo Fitness Academy. And we, you should also check out our website, antidiet.co, A-N-T-I-D-I-E-T, antidiet.co, not .com, .co. And you can find all the information about the strength programs we do. You can find all about our 12-week anti-diet nutrition course where, you know, the, the next available start date is on the website. Come check it out. We'd love to, love to have you. So today's topic, Ange, is a fun one. We're going to talk about thriving versus surviving. Which I, I think we touched on before. I'm sure we have because it's, it's kind of paramount to what we do. But what I want to share today is sort of the mindset shift or the, the, the paradigm shift that I had that really helped me unpack it. So when I'm, when I'm looking at something, I like to, if I, how should I say it? Like when I'm trying to decide what, what are my values in a certain situation, right? I'm trying to get clarity on what, where do I stand on something? You know, and there's usually two choices, right? And I take each of those choices, their logical conclusion. And what, what do I mean by that? So I'm talking about surviving versus thriving. So surviving means that what I need to survive is food, shelter, and um, what am I missing? Well, water, food, shelter, and water, right? Clothing, clothing, I guess, right? And so... Anything superfluous to that is no longer essential to my survival. So I could, you know, I could, in theory, live in a campground, which would be much cheaper than living in a house. I could eat beans and rice, which would be much cheaper than the way that I eat now. And I can walk, ride a bike. mm -hmm. I, I certainly don't need a car. Nope. Transportation can be very minimal. And I could live in a tent and it would, it would be super cheap and I could survive. I could survive. I would, and by survive, I mean my heart would be beating, right? Thriving is going to be determined by like, the way I'm defining it now is to me, thriving is living the life that is, it's the vision that's on your heart. So it's living from a place of desire, you know? Is it something you would say that like lights you up? Something that lights you up. Okay. It's, it's when you, it's like when you, when you dream at night, like, like, man, I wish I could do X. I wish I could do Z. Or you just have a clear vision of, of you in the future or of you. I hate the term now because it's been stolen, but like living your best life, <laughs> right? When you have that vision, what is it? That's, that's you thriving. That's a unique blueprint that was put on your heart. And sometimes I think about it, not even as I wish or... I'll say to myself, I wonder if I could do this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, would that bring me happiness? Like, am I even capable of doing that? Yeah, like, sure. Pushing your boundaries and just yeah. absolutely just finding out what's possible for you. Right. Yeah. And then sometimes you back down because. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons. And so 
we look at surviving versus thriving in, well, I guess here's, here's the way to look at it is that I already have way more than I need way more, right. To survive that is. So I, you know, I have a house as opposed to a tent. I go to a grocery store and I eat a whole bunch of first world foods that are not just beans and rice. <laughs> I have a car. And even, and even if you can make the argument that, um, even if you can make the argument that, well, a car is necessary for survival in today's, you know, society. True. It's true. Maybe, maybe that's true. Well, here's the deal. If you're driving anything other than a 1997 Toyota Camry, you have more than you need because you can put a million miles in a Camry, <laughs> you know, it, it, it'll be, so just by spending more on a newer or different car than that, you now have more than you need. You selfish person. I'm just kidding. But that's that's the self-talk we give ourselves when we start to pursue this thriving life. We all have these this guilt or this shame associated with really going after what we want. I don't need that. Right? I just want that. And so the point about the logical conclusion is, on the one side of the logical conclusion is survival. I'm not going to live that way. I already do. I already do and have way more than I need to to survive. Right? Now, what's the other logical conclusion is I look at that vision that's in my heart and I see, and I see like who I want to become in the life I want to live and I go after it. And what, what's the best and worst that could happen? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the worst that could happen is. I won't die. I mean, likely (laughs) probably won't die. I probably won't starve, you know, um, but the worst that could happen is that I have a gift, you know, that was given to me. And we all have gifts. I'm not saying like I'm specifically gifted. We're all uniquely gifted with, you know, different circumstances and environments that shaped us and intellects and physical capabilities and ability to communicate. We all have these unique gifts that we can offer the world, but we can only do so if we live from a place of desire as opposed to a place of survival, right? So desire and thriving then kind of use interchangeably there. And so the worst that can happen if I decide not to pursue my heart's desire is that I selfishly am hiding and withholding my specific gifts from the world that the world may need. Now I might not be Elon Musk or Bill Gates or Steve Jobs. I may not change the world that tangibly on that level. But we are all, we all impact the environment of people around us. It's a butterfly effect. And so when we, when we give ourselves permission to live from that place of desire, other people role model off of us. Well, other people role model off of us either way, just so you know, it's always happening. So when we decide to live from that place of desire, other people pick up on that and it gives them permission to, you know, start pursuing their vision for themselves, gives them permission to go after what they want instead of just what they quote unquote need. Right. And that's a positive impact. And that's a positive butterfly effect. You have no idea where that's going to lead. You have no idea where that's going to lead. Right? Where conversely, if you decide to not give yourself permission 
to go after what you want. When other people around you in your environment role model off of you and see you, they start to hide away their desires around you. It's like, ooh, he, she's not going after what she wants. I'm, I'm scared to look selfish in front of that person. And we already have this like sort of weird guilt or whatever, societal, you know, <laughs> guilt or whatever about going after what we want. Well, you have no idea who you're stifling by doing that, by pushing your own desires down and downplaying your own desires. And really what you're doing is you're downplaying your own importance in the world. You're saying, hey, I've been given this unique set of gifts and this unique vision on my heart, and it's just not that important. The world doesn't need it. So when you downplay your own importance... Others will do the same. Others do the same. Mm -hmm. That's the worst that could happen, right? That's the worst butterfly effect. So now I've looked at the logical conclusions. I'm not going to live from a place of survival. I'm already not. (laughs) I'm simply already not living from a place of survival. Right? So where is the threshold between like, I'm allowed to have this much more than I need, but not this much more. That's ridiculous. That's, it's a ridiculous concept when you unpack it and you look at it like that. Paul, you're allowed to have a, you know, 2017 vehicle, but not a 2020. People think you're greedy. Whatever it is. I don't know. Or I can give you a, a much better example. When I ran the gym, I, I worked, as most people do, out of college uh, in a series of jobs that pay, paid well. And I hated it. <laughs> and... You know, I had the the passion, I had the desire in my heart to, I had a vision, I should say, of, you know, spreading, you know, strength training and, and, and all the positive effects that that had on my life, right? I had that vision and I couldn't go one more day without living out that vision. But I thought it was neither or. I thought that you had to either hate your job and make a lot of money or you had to enjoy your job and not make enough money or a lot of money. And that, I mean, that kept me small for a long time because every time something good would happen, every time the gym would start to pick up, you know, we'd get a bunch of new clients from, you know, referrals and this and that and the other thing. I'd find some way to blow that money, you know what I mean? Reinvest in the business, you know, and I'm, I'm using that like kind of facetiously because it's just a stupid way to live life. It's because I didn't feel like I deserved the profit from that business because I was enjoying my work and I thought it was either or. So there was my threshold, right? I thought I was allowed to I was I was allowed to thrive and go after what I want in terms of enjoying my work, but if I was going to enjoy my work and make a decent living, mm-mm, I had some sort of weird constraint around that. You know? It's crazy. And I think every single person listening, you're going to you can you can you can unpack that for yourself. You can you can find that line of thinking somewhere in your life. You absolutely can. Yeah. You know? I've, I've talked to a lot of people about their health and fitness over the years. And there's a lot of times like, I don't need this. I can't take an hour out of my day. Like my kids need me or whatever. Right. <laughs> it's just like, okay, you know, maybe, but in my head, I'm like, the world needs you. The world needs you to be awesome. The world needs you to give yourself permission to go out and kick ass. The world doesn't want you ground down to a nub, burnt out, exhausted, stressed, consumed, right? That's the word. Like you're, you're a consumable resource. Like you're just burnt out. 
you're a candle. You get to burn once. No, man, the world, the world needs you to be a tree. Fruit tree. Give yourself that water and sunshine. Bear fruit forever. Or not forever. Nothing's forever. But a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a line of thinking that holds a lot of people back. It is a missing piece for a lot of people. Because what it is, it's a it's just a question of deserving. Right? They don't feel like they des- they have their own invisible thresholds for what they deserve and they will not cross them because they don't even know that those, those they're just glass ceilings. They're clear. You can't see them, but they're very breakable. And if you think about health and fitness, logically when they won't cross that threshold, it's like, well, don't you deserve, like, shouldn't you just want to drink water? Like, shouldn't you want to get good sleep? Like, that's not deserving of that. Right. You're That's not, just yeah. a necessity. Right. But somehow right. we think it's selfish or vain to be to do that, that right. person. Right. And, you know, and there's obviously a lot more to it as well. It's like, man, if you're in better shape, you can perform all of your duties better. Even a corporate job. Even a corporate job. You don't, you know, you like, obviously there's some stuff where it's super tangible, right? If you're a firefighter, military, police officer, if you're in better shape, you can perform your job. It's, it's a direct, direct correlation, right? But I mean, even, even if you sit at a desk all day, being in better shape, being in better health allows you to think more clearly, gives you more energy, but most importantly, it gives you self-confidence. It makes you feel like you're doing something for you, mm-hmm. you know? And so a lot of times people are like, man, I don't, I don't know. They don't know where that threshold is. And like, I don't know about that. Like, I don't need that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, as long as we're clear and that's, yeah. you're okay with that. Well, yeah. But as long as we're, as long as we're only going to take what we need, go ahead and sell that house and move into the local campground. <laughs> right. Go ahead and sell that, you know, five-year-old car. Let's get you a 95 Corolla. Right. Let's make sure you really only have what you need. And they'd look at me like I was crazy. Right. If I said that. But that's that's the logical conclusion of what they're saying. I can't have more than I need. So. When they get when when you I I guess what I'm saying is I'm trying to logically remove that governor. Say, look at what happens when you say, hey, this is all I need. Or or, or I'm only going to take what I need. Logically, that doesn't make sense. So now we have permission to just go boom. Let's go all into that place of desire. What is it you see for yourself? And there's this kind of like misconception that, you know, oh, these people who are like all lit up, they're entrepreneurs and they're artists and they're musicians or they're, they're living their dreams. You know what I mean? And, and it's almost like, well, you have, it's like you have to do these crazy things to, to be that person who's living life where they're just lit up inside. And that's not true at all. It has nothing to do with what you do. Like what you do doesn't mean doesn't determine whether you're thriving or surviving. It's how you approach your life that determines if you're thriving or surviving. You know, you could have a completely, you know, kind of mundane job for whatever, you know, whatever mundane corporate blah, 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 that kind of gets a bad rap. But if you approach it like, man, I love this job. I get to help this company that contribute that you know, I, I, I get to help keep this ship afloat, this company afloat that provides jobs for hundreds or thousands of people. I get to make money at this job. And I have stability in my schedule because I work nine to five where I can take that money and I can trade it for amazing experiences with my family on the weekends. 
I get to be home with them by 5.30. I get to be home with them by 5.30. Right? And so it's... Dinner it, and routines and... Yeah. And it's like, if that's how you approach life, good on you, man. You're living from a place You're of desire. You're lit up, yeah. you know? Whereas you could just as easily be, you know, I mean, you could just, you could be whatever, right? You could be uh, a professional athlete who hates sports, but, you know, they they got the scholarships and they went to college. They They're got drafted. They're making a ton of money, but they hate it. You know, or you could be a pro athlete who like a lot of them are who take their money and they take their platform and they use it as a way to better society through charity and through, you know, contributions and like whatever the case is. Right. So the point is, is not what you do. Living from a place of desire doesn't mean, you know, that I don't know. It doesn't mean that you're some hipster who's, you know, writing the next great American novel at Starbucks. And if you're not that then your, your life sucks. Like that's not, that's not it. Living from a place of desire is just saying like, Hey, we all have these unique gifts. We all have this unique worldview combined with our intellect and our physicality and, and, you know, our upbringing and everything like that. And I have what I need. Now I'm going to go after what I want. We all have what we need. If you're listening to this, you already have more than you need to survive. Right. <laughs> like, and what you want can be totally different from what somebody else wants. Mm-hmm. But if it makes you feel happy inside, it makes you excited every morning you wake up. Just keep going for it. That's it. That's it. That's And that's the transition of surviving and thriving. And you just decide, man, I'm going to thrive. I'm going to thrive. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, there's, there's somebody who I see myself as and I'm going to become that person. I guess that would be thriving. Is becoming the person you see yourself capable of becoming. And uh, I think accepting anything less is quite frankly a detriment to the world. You know? And a lot of times we do that because we're scared or we think we're scared of judgment. We're scared of failure. We're scared of all these things. Nah, just go after it. <laughs> just do what lights you up because, man, we're only here for such a short time anyway. <laughs> you know, so that's it. Once you remove those constraints, I don't know. Sky's the limit, right? Cool. All right. Can we recap it one more time? Just, let's see. Define thriving for yourself. Get that clear vision of who you want to become. Break that glass ceiling. Remove remove the judgment. Remove the guilt and shame around going after what you want. And then go get it. And don't be afraid if it changes over time. Because yeah. visions change over time. <laughs>